Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. So it's really fantastic to be doing the last one. No pressure after Anthony's brilliant sermon last week. Um, But it's brilliant to just be wrapping this series up and talking a bit about living beyond your regrets. And I'm sure you're all there, but if not, we're going to really get there together. Um, Because I'm not really there, I'm still on a journey with this. And I want to share a few little things with you that might help you on that journey. So back about 25 years ago, and um, we'd, we'd, been, we'd been new Christians just after we got married. Frank and I became Christians. We did this youth work stuff and everything. Um, sometime later after that, God called us into the ministry. And Frank started studying theology at Manchester University. Ooh, that's her woo for Frank. So um, he's um, studying as a mature student. Um, we've got two kids, one, another one on the way. You know, you're trying to juggle all that, study, home life, trying to earn a living as well to keep the whole family running and going. And um, he'd been working all week on a particular essay and he was typing it straight onto what was a, that big old dinosaur computer that we had back in the day with the, you know, the five-inch floppy dish, disk. I don't know why. Who remembers those? I don't know why they called it floppy, because it was not floppy, but it was the floppy disk and not the sophisticated software that you have now. And he's typing this brilliant essay into the straight into the computer and he had a tendency to just keep working and I had a tendency to want to um, interrupt that and have a little bit of time with him every every now and again do you know what I mean so I was making the meal and the kids were ready to eat and stuff and I kept reminding Frank periodically um, can you have a break love because the meal's nearly ready and yeah yeah I've just got to finish this bit I'm just finishing this bit don't you know just leave me a few more minutes and I'll be with you it's fine don't worry about it and then I'd remind him again and, and then at one point, he disappeared off upstairs. I later found out he'd gone up to wash his hands. So he was coming for tea. Um, but I decided to be really helpful um, in the whole process of uh, a work-life balance. And I went into the dining room and I thought, this blooming computer. And so I decided to unplug the computer. So I unplugged the computer. I'm thinking, I'm really helping him out here because now he's going to have a break. Now, I didn't find out, because Frank's such a lovely, gracious, kind, real Christian husband, I didn't find out, not that day, not till a few days later, but what actually had happened was I had deleted all of his work. I'm talking about the whole lot is gone. He's going to have to start again from scratch. When he went back to the computer to try and retrieve his brilliant essay a little message came up on the screen and the message said this no file found it's gone 
living beyond your regret is, yeah, I've had to really live with that. That was a big mistake I made. It didn't make me feel really bad about it. But I've had to live with that, that I wiped all his work. And it wasn't even the kind of regret that I can make amends for it. Don't worry, darling, I'll write your essay for you. It'll be fine. I'm sure you're going to get a good mark. I didn't have the capability of changing it, of turning it around. It was just something that I had to live with. Living with your regrets or living beyond your regrets is somehow we've got to allow God to deal with those things. And that was just um, a smallish thing, although Frank probably didn't think so at the time. But things, bigger things than that happen in, in our life, don't they? And we're talking here in this series about moving past those regrets, acknowledging that they happen, but allowing God to heal us, to restore us, to redeem us, and to move us into a place of freedom. So just quickly to recap, for those of us who have not been around for this series, um, Living Beyond Your Regrets, we talked a little bit about recognising regrets. Um, We talked a little bit about owning regrets and also redeeming regrets and Anthony was talking about that a little bit last week wasn't he and I loved that picture that he painted of the broken pot and the gold thread being repaired and and so the broken the brokenness of the pot is even more beautiful when you see the gold thread of God's redemption running through it. And I'll always remember that picture. If you haven't seen that message, do get hold of it. So redeeming regrets, uh, recognising them, owning them, acknowledging them, but then redeeming them and then living beyond them is what we're talking about today. And one of the things, it's great that we talked about the Alpha course. Who's, Who's been on an Alpha course? Give me a wave. If you haven't been on an Alpha course, I'd encourage you to go. But I'd even encourage you to go on it again, actually. I've been on Alpha courses two or three times. And take somebody along with you to that Alpha course. Because the Alpha course is a good opportunity for us to be able to start over, isn't it? Also, it's a good opportunity to remind ourselves of the truths of the Christian faith And we all need that. And to really affirm the truths of the Christian faith and help us to live beyond our regrets. But then after that, or even as as part of that, how about considering getting baptised? Who's been baptised? Yeah, many of us have. But it could well be that a next step um, for you today is, is baptism. And and I'm going to give you the opportunity at the end to perhaps go and see Lucy, tell or one of the leadership team here, tell them that you'd like to go on Alpha, tell them that you'd like to be baptised. It's an incredible thing. It's a way of publicly declaring the faith that you have in Christ. It's a public confession of an inward faith. And in baptism, we identify as we go down into the water, we identify with the death of Jesus. It literally is the opportunity for us to start over and as we come out of the water, we identify with his resurrection. And I just want to read you a lovely verse um, on baptism, which really encouraged me um, from... um, 
from uh, Colossians 2, 12. Let's read this. I don't think it's on the screen, but let me read it to you. Going under the water was burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was resurrection into new life. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. How amazing is that? When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Listen to this. Think of it. All your sins are forgiven. The slate is wiped clean. That old arrest warrant cancelled and nailed to the cross. Colossians 2.12. It's amazing, isn't it, that we can have that experience renewed today. And the whole thing about living beyond your regrets is about believing the truth. Um, because I don't know whether you're like me. The problem isn't with God. The problem is with me, that I don't always believe the truth that Scriptures teach, even as somebody who preaches from the Scriptures. Sometimes daily life, daily discouragements, uh, things that people do, things that people say, cause a question mark, cause a doubt within me and I have to really dig deep into the scriptures again to remind myself of the truth that we can live beyond regrets. That's the problem. The problem isn't with God. God has, God has spoken it over us. The problem is with me. So do we believe what it says in Lamentations, the prophet Jeremiah uh, in Lamentations chapter three? Listen to this. It says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So we haven't only got compassion for today, Sunday here in church, but we've got compassion on Monday. We've got compassion Tuesday, right through the week, new every morning, a daily measure of compassion, just in case you're worried about how you're going to get past Sunday, how you're going to get through the week when discouragements hit you, is the new compassion of God is going to be poured out upon you. And other people start to see the difference. I was so blessed to hear the testimonies of the Oats guys the other week. Uh, actually wonderful to hear what God has done in your life and how he's transforming your life. And that was absolutely awesome. I'm sure other people in the house have noticed. I'm sure other people in the street have noticed. And I'm sure other people have noticed when you go around and share your faith with other people. People, when people change, it has an impact. When you begin living beyond your regrets, it isn't just a benefit to you, it's a benefit to everyone else around you. Now, I remember when we first became Christians and we were the first converts in our church in 30 years. I don't know what their evangelism strategy was, but it obviously hadn't really been working. And as new, excited Christians, we, just, we had a visit from some guys from Youth for Christ, a guy called Phil Collins, not the drummer, uh, but a really nice guy called Phil Collins. And he came along and he got us excited about evangelism. And he said, we're going to do some evangelism in the, in the pub opposite our church, which was called the Pear Tree in Withenshaw. Now, the Pear Tree in Withenshaw, little did we know, was a drug baron, is a drug drug den of Withenshaw. I think it's closed down now. But this was where these squeaky clean new Christians were going to do some uh, very helpful and interesting evangelism in the pear tree. 
And, and we went over really innocent and we thought we'll sing Shine Jesus Shine and that's going to really wow the people of Withenshaw and that is going to really draw them into wanting to start to attend church. So we didn't, we are absolutely clueless really. But we go into the pear tree and how many of you know God honours what you do even if it's not perfect evangelism. God honours it because our hearts were right and we prayed. And lo and behold, a couple called Gary and Christine gave their lives to the Lord. Just halfway through, shine, Jesus, shine. It just happened, you know. The anointing of God was upon us, Tina. We weren't quite as good as you, but the anointing of God. And Gary and Christine became Christians and they started to attend our church. And uh, they were from the world, if that's a phrase that you know what I'm talking about. You know, they were, they were in the world and of the world and very, very worldly, like we were when we first became Christian. And it was amazing. And we, some of us had got back from spring harvest and we were experimenting with raising your hand in worship, you know. Weren't really allowed to raise your hand in worship in this church. And so you stand by the wall, don't you? You stand at the outer rim where nobody can really see you and you do this and look round to see if it's okay. And we were doing that. And Gary was sitting a few rows in front of me and as he decided to raise his hand in worship and it was really catching on and as he raised his hand in worship, I was standing behind him, I noticed that he had a naked woman tattooed on his right arm, which was very distracting when you were trying to sing Jesus, of, of, <laughs> can't remember the name of the song now, but it was very distracting. Some weeks went by and um, we carried on in discipleship groups and discipling Gary and Christine. And a few weeks later, we were back in church and we were worshipping again. And a few more people had their hands raised in worship. And we were in a really great time of worship and we'd heard some wonderful testimonies. And Gary's hand went up and again, I was sat behind and I thought there's something different about Gary today. What is it that's changed? And then I noticed that he'd had a bikini tattooed onto the <laughs> naked woman. So the whole process of sanctification, you know, was really kicking in and people were beginning to notice a change in this couple. And, you know, there was still a long way to go. <laughs> there was still a long way to go, but people notice when something changes about you. People notice when the Holy Spirit begins to work on you and when the Holy Spirit begins to change your life and redeem your regrets. And, and actually, you begin to live beyond your regrets because it's not like that thing didn't happen and it's not like that thing didn't have any power because it did and you can't undo it and you can't wind the clock back. But you can, in, in Christ, you can, have victory over it you can live beyond it because it talks in the bible about if anyone is in Christ he is or she is a new creation old things have passed away in the waters of baptism in that in that uh, uh, group that you belong to in alpha you you begin to recognize that old things have passed away and that all things have become new in Christ so it can't undo what was done but it doesn't have to you don't have to live under the power of it and it may well be that some of us are still struggling with that sorry cycle 
that we, we've looked at on the screen, that, that process of, of longing and going back into regretting and going back into longing and regretting and it just goes round and round in circles. Um, and it could well be that some of you feel that way, but God is here to set us free today as we begin to live beyond our regrets. And the problem, as I said before, is not with God, it's with me. Because I have to choose to believe this. I have to choose to believe that his compassions are new every morning. Um, how many of you um, have, have had a regret and it goes round and round in your mind like you're replaying the tape? Okay, and you desperately want to change the ending. I've woken up with this um, many times in the middle of the night and I've been replaying a scene and I'm trying to change the ending. I want to turn the clock back and I want to make the ending different. Um, Netflix have got a, a series out at the moment where you get to choose the ending of the scene. I don't know whether you've seen it. So we're just going to look to the screen now and watch this. It's very short, but it's a little clip of where you get multiple choice at the end of how you would like that scene to finish. I'm not going to get away. You're right, mate. How's it going? Nice nice You're right. Yeah. They shank short. What do they think is going to happen? Come on, mate. It's going to go off tonight, big time. Take the knife, don't take the knife. I mean, that's a, that's a harrowing one, isn't it? When we've seen some of the things that we've seen in the paper this week in the city and when we see some of the things that are going on in our own uh, clubs and our own communities around the UK. Take the knife, don't take the knife. But that is a choice that Netflix, are offering you. You can change the ending, but in real life, you can't change the ending. That thing happened, didn't it? You didn't get the opportunity to rub it out. And then the other thing that we do, apart from wanting to turn the clock back, apart from wanting to change the ending, is we want to make amends for what we did wrong. How many of you have experienced that? You, you kind of Instead of believing what God has said, we want to change it and make it better ourselves. Like I desperately wanted to kind of write that essay for Frank or I decided I was going to be especially nice to him for at least a week. Now I was going to actually be really nice for him, to him for a whole year because of what I'd done. But actually the truth is, when you're forgiven, when the slate is wiped clean, it is wiped clean. And I want to just look at these verses, Psalm 103 together, because this has really blown me away this week as I've been studying this passage. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, I think it's going to come up on the screen. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Now, how far is the east from the west? 
that the psalmist has chosen the furthest possible human distance that any of us could travel. Why didn't he choose north to south? There's a north pole and there's a south pole. If you travel from the north pole to the south pole, you arrive at the south pole and that would be how far God would have removed the transgressions. In other words, although it's a very, very long way, it's got a limit. But there's no west pole or east pole. So as you travel from the west to the east, it never comes to an end. That is how far God has removed our transgressions. He's removed them at an immeasurable distance. He has has no memory of what happened on that incident. You do, but he doesn't. So what we're talking about here is agreeing with God. And this is my struggle. I let it run over again. I want to turn the clock back. I want a different ending. I want to make amends. I, want, I feel like I deserve a punishment, a penalty, some penance. Surely that I can't get off with it scot-free, can I? But what was the cross for if we have to pay it? He paid a debt we could not pay. He went to the cross to finish it. It's paid. It's all paid for. Your sins are forgiven. There's no memory. There's no trace. There's no file found in heaven. And that was the wonderful thing that I found that redeemed that little regret for me. When the computer said no, I love that way. At work, you're in the office and you can't get things to work, and we go, the computer says no. But computer said no file found. And that was just to do with an essay. But then I realised that's what God does. God looks at your life and looks at my mistakes and looks at my sins and looks at my regrets and he says, which one? There's no file found. There's no file found. So if there's no file found in heaven, why do I keep going round in circles over this? Lord, help me now to understand that when you say no file found, you mean no file found. There is no record, no trace, no memory. God hasn't got a memory of it. How amazing is that? The all-powerful, all-knowing God has no memory of my mistake, of my sin. If the Son has set us free, we can be free indeed, fully free. So let's close our eyes together and just listen to these words from Hebrews 8. For I will be merciful to their unfaithfulness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. It's gone. There is no east or west pole it's as far as it is 
beyond that which we can measure. I went to a counsellor at one point over something tragic that had happened in my life that I just couldn't move past and the, 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 the tape was replaying and replaying. And he says to me, Deborah, those are vain regrets. And I was really, really helped by that. A vain regret is something that you can't change by replaying it. The only thing you can do with a vain regret is bring it to the cross of Christ and say, in your mercy, Lord, would you take this? This is something that you paid for and this is something that I can be free from today. So Lord, come by your spirit. Come by your spirit today. Pray that your words would just flow into our hearts, would flood us with the revelation of truth. There's nothing I can do. It's all what you've done. Let me trust in that, Father. Come by your spirit, Lord, we pray. I just wondered if the, um, the youth team could just stand up and just want to pray over you for a few minutes and just we've got a little bit of time as the band come to just pray for a few people if you're open for that Lucy said it was okay so yeah thank you father yeah I see um Christy is it and Dan um I see you standing on the shoulders of John and Sarah I feel like the Lord is saying you're not starting from scratch here. You started something in the new year and you didn't know how far it was going to run and how far it's going to go. I can see lots more young people coming and joining in that and almost you being able to then move on and develop some new strategic things in other places because you're not the kind of couple who are one man a band or just a small clique that that lead and run stuff and, and don't leave space for other people to come. So there's already space he's making for other people to come. So you're on the shoulders of John and Sarah and that means you've got a higher vantage point. Because of what they've done and the foundations they've laid, you can see further and you can see, you know, beyond the horizon. Especially, I think, Christy, I think you need to believe this now. I believe the Lord is anointing you and appointing you. And, and as Lucy said before about the women in ministry stuff that happened in our city years ago, it wasn't really there. You, you really desperately want to believe this. And the Lord is saying to you today, my child, there is neither Jew, Greek, male nor female, slave nor free, for you are all one in Christ. Stand up tall on the foundations that have been laid. And these foundations are not going to crumble, says the Lord, because I need a strong foundation in which many young people can find a home. So we bless this youth ministry today and we break off every intimidation and anything that's saying it can't be done because in Jesus' name, you're living beyond all of those limitations today and we bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, boss.
just be open to the Spirit and maybe you've got a word for someone else in the room, just move out and start praying over them. Let's be free. There's lots of prophetic people here today. There's, you can see Anna over there, Hannah, Wendy. There's loads of people that are used to bringing. Just go and pray with somebody, pray over somebody if you feel that you have even a word, a scripture or something. We'll take a song and then we'll continue in this flow and just see what else the Lord wants to bring. Just be open, be encouraged what He's doing here today. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.